0: The next update that we have, the news, is actually the news from The Hedge, which is from Bev Truss of the Hogsbrickle, which is a wildlife update. We had featured Bev about two months ago here on Saturday Chronicles with myself and Jim O'Brien. And um, Bev was just fantastic in terms of letting people know what to do with the wildlife now as the seasons change what you can do to actually help care for them but also different things to try and just be mindful of in terms of your own practices how that can actually have a detrimental effect whether on pets or whether on wildlife in the area as well so we're delighted that Bev actually is now on every month going to send in a recording just to give some tips um, and let people know kind of as the months and the seasons change what things to be mindful of and what you can do to help the wildlife in your area so we're going to hand it over to Bev. Hi, everyone. Thanks, Jennifer. It's Bev from the Hogsprickle, And this is your October news from the hedge. So, October. It's all about sowing. Halloween. It's the magical month. This is one of my favourite times of the year. The trees are starting to change colour and put on their coats of many colours. The reds, the russets, the yellows. It's Gorgeous. And the trees are telling us that, you know, it's not so scary to change after all. Nature's getting ready for a big sleep where everything has done their best. They've given off the harvest and our wildlife is getting ready just to relax for the, the colder weather. Hedgehogs are starting to nest. Hedgehogs use a winter nest for hibernation called a hibernicula. And these hiberniculas can be found in a lot of places in and around the gardens and in and around our countryside. Most of them are found underneath the bramble hedges in wild areas. You might even get the hedgehogs nesting under oil tankers and sheds in your garden. So I would caution when you're in the garden, perhaps tidying up that you could maybe just look out for these spiky butts that might have chosen your garden to rest in. Um, Sometimes you'll see them out during the day um, as they're starting to put on hibernation weight. So hedgehogs need to be at least 650 grams, which is the the acceptable weight for a a hedgehog to make it through hibernation, to make it through the, the colder months. But you might find them still out during the day foraging and having a you know looking for food but don't be too concerned if the hedgehog's moving with purpose if he knows what he's about if he's got a bit of business about him. i i wouldn't you know be too concerned the only time that you should be concerned is if he's dragging a leg or wobbling or just not moving properly Um, you just get a gut feeling that something's not quite right. The year has been quite mild as well and it's still quite mild out there. The temperatures are are higher than normal for this time of year. So a lot of the females had given birth to late born autumn hoglets as we call them and these wee hoglets are just a bit light for this time of the year. Um, Just the other day there I admitted a hedgehog at 300 grams. Now That's far too light. But the ones that are born later on in the year also have a a depressed immune system. So we have to be quite careful about these wee ones. If you're concerned about any hedgehogs that you see in and around the garden, you think they're too small, they're too light. You can always bring them in and weigh them and see what their weight is. I am more than happy to give lots of advice. So you can WhatsApp me videos, WhatsApp me some photographs on my number. And if you call into the radio station, I'm quite sure Jennifer will give my number out. Then I'll be able to see what the overall condition of the wee hedgehog is. Sometimes... um, Weight is not the main factor. So you could get quite a heavy hedgehog, but if they're limping or they've got bad skin or they're maybe being predated by a dog or a fox or a badger, their weight really doesn't come into it. And so I would always get in touch with me and I'm quite happy to give lots and lots of advice. So these days are the most magical, but it's also quite frightening for people. I hate fireworks. The noise just puts me on edge and I'd rather just go into bed and pull the duvet over my head. It's just the noise of fireworks really gets to me. And I know lots of cats and dogs are terrified as well. If there happens to be horses in fields, etc., they get scared. But the wildlife gets absolutely terrified. Um, And really, in this day and age... Fireworks are just little bombs that you set fire to. They're very expensive as well, so maybe forego that. Since the Irish and Scots Celts began celebrating Sweeney over about 2,000 years ago, Halloween's full of mystery and thanksgiving and remembrance as well. It marks the time when cattle were brought in from their summer grazing into their winter fold. The gods were petitioned to protect the cattle during long, hard winter, but by now the harvest was done and the food was all stored. So, Sweeney so is the night of the great sabbat for the witches in Scots Gaelic. On hallow mans, all the witches of Scotland gathered together to celebrate, to prophesy and to cast their spells. Tradition has it on this night they can be seen flying through the air on their broomsticks with black cats, ravens, or on horses on their wild Haloman's ride. I'm not quite sure the cats would sit on broomsticks these days. Black cats and hedgehogs were said to be the witches' familiars who helped them with spells and potions and guarding the home against ghosts and evil spirits. I don't know what that says about me, having 32 hedgehogs here at the moment and a black cat. <laughs> I believe witches were then, as they are now, good people of, that love nature and they have a great knowledge of nature as, as a healer, not, only, not the ugly, evil women popular with Disney and Hollywood. As far as the cats, I bet you they weren't just black cats. These women cared for all cats and bats as well. Bats came into Halloween and overseen by the popular Bram Stoker's uh, Dracula as he would just turn into a bat to go searching for victims. But bats are actually very handy to have around. They eat over 2,000 midges each night. And that keeps the human population of the world healthy because we're all bitten by midges or mosquitoes, and the, the, the bats help to keep those nasty vectors down. Owls are another creature of the night. They were said to be familiars and sometimes were believed to be witches in disguise as well. So, if you've walked through or if you've heard a barn owl, The underside of a barn owl is pure white and that screech that they could give out. Barn owls were known as the ghosts of the forest. Is this also the legend of the Banshee? Ravens and crows were said to possess a knowledge from the land of the dead and along with the crows they act as a liaison between this world and the next. I really like ravens and crows. I think they're highly intelligent birds. They can even identify faces so they know who's been good to them and who's been bad to them. There's also the Halloween hare that hardly anybody knows about. And he hops from garden to garden on Halloween night looking for the Easter eggs that weren't found in the spring. If the Halloween hare doesn't find any, he creates havoc in the garden. He pulls up plants and turns over containers and a lot of gardeners hoping to avoid this mischief will leave Halloween treats in the garden and on Halloween night for the hare to find. The mess that the hare leaves then allows the hedgehogs to go to sleep under the piles of leaves and sticks and upside down containers. Be careful your Halloween garden decorations as they can trap birds. You know these kind of web, um, plastic kind of webs that people put over hedges or put over bushes in the garden. If there's birds... In roosting in the hedges and in those little bushes, when the birds come out, they can get caught in these webs. Um, Bats can also get trapped in them. And if they're on the ground or if the wind blows them into the ground, hedgehogs can get trapped and wrapped up in them, which isn't really good either. Pumpkins are another thing that over the last few years, people have been leaving out for the wildlife once you're finished with them on Halloween. I would say, though, put your pumpkins up high onto a bird table or high up onto a wall so that the squirrels and birds, pine martens, that kind of thing, can eat them. Don't put them on the ground. Hedgehogs lack a cecum which is a part of the large intestine that produces enzymes to help break down fruit, fruit and fibre, like vegetables. So when the hedgehog comes along and he tastes the, the pumpkin, it's absolutely brilliant because they've got a sweet tooth. But in general, they won't derive any nutrition from it, but they will feel full. So they'll eat it all up and then they'll go for a sleep with very little nutrition and it can also give them really bad diarrhea actually so the last thing you want when you're getting into hibernation is to have tummy upsets and diarrhea. If you're going to have a bonfire please check before you burn it or the best idea is to move your bonfire and recite it as you're it. So you take some from the top and move it a couple of yards away set a small fire and then you can feed the small fire from the large pile that you've accumulated and that way you're not going to burn a hedgehog to death or any of the frogs maybe the toads etc that have moved into that stick pile that log pile um, and they're now making it as their home Personally, I don't have bonfires. I just heap everything in the corner of the garden and let Mother Nature break it down. The insects will be able to derive food from it. And then the birds arrive and the birds eat the insects and the hedgehogs eat the insects. So it all becomes part of the the web of food. I was going to say the food wide web <laughs> in your garden. The leaves as well are really important. My message to everybody each year is leave the leaves, the leaves. They're not going to break into your house and drink all your alcohol. What happens is the leaves on the grass starts to break down as a very, very well spread compost. The worms and the insects in the grass and in the ground will return those leaves into the soil and your grass will really benefit from those nutrients. If the leaves are piled in the corner of the garden, you'll find insect eggs there, like moths and butterflies might have laid their, um, their eggs on the leaves. But also the solitary bees as well, they'll go in and they hibernate over the winter time, So they'll go dormant. The solitary bees like to go into sandy soil, leaf piles into um, sticks and logs and things into holes in the wood and they'll nestle away in there quite happily over the winter. So you'll be helping a whole load of different wild wild animals, wild insects. So it's all part of living with nature. So on this Halloween and it's Halloween, take care of yourselves and be safe. Hedgehogs from Bev and all here at the Hogspickle.